0: I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Source boats. I actually planned to call you source bags, but my autocorrect on my computer corrected it to source boats. And for once, I thought, yeah, fair. That's better. Actually, hey, source boats. This episode is with complete and utter comedy, dreamboat, stand-up, and co-host of the stunning WTB or Women Talking Bollocks podcast. It's Alison June Smith. First up, I wonder if I could quickly thank you for listening. Thank you that's as quick as i can say it extra thanks to any of you shouting about the podcast either into the faces of your friends and lovers or into the ether on social media or by giving it a five-star review Thank you. My mightiest thanks go to my patrons. We are small but we are essential, dear team. If you don't know what I'm on about, please do go to patreon.com forward slash pod. It's a place I've set up where I swap very cool shit for a little bit of dosh each month from anyone able to help. And it's what funds the podcasts and we do need more of you. There's all sorts you get in exchange for as little as two quid a month from exclusive content, loads of that bespoke videos from me, just to you, ad-free and earn- early episodes come aboard please if you can patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod i have a comedy series on bbc sounds called sturdy girl club get on that if you haven't already and i'm soon going to be announcing that my 2024 tour show is on sale which is fucking exciting i can reveal the name i'm going to tell you the name it's called Metal, as in determined (laughs) <laughs> this is a show about trying really fucking hard because I'm cool like that keep your beady eyes on my social media at Jessica Q and on my website JessicaFosterQ.com right let's get into this lovely episode Alison and I met remotely as she lives up in Manchester and we were too impatient to wait till I was there or she was here one warning Alison talks about her complex journey with eating and in doing so mentions tracking in terms of eating and calories and also numbers of calories in certain things up to you if you can hear that today please Alison is Canadian and I asked her to suggest what we ate for lunch this isn't a warning <laughs> this is just t- telling you what's going to happen the warnings are over Alison I don't need to worry. I I do not actually and I will never offer a trigger warning that one of my guests is Canadian. Alison is Canadian and so when I asked her to suggest what we ate for lunch she came back to me so fast with possibly the sexiest thing I've eaten and the most certainly the most time I've taken on the podcast to enjoy it that is for sure. You're about to join us just as both of us uh, tuck in to a freshly cooked proper proper Canadian style grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, I've been spending my life until now thinking a grilled cheese was just a cheese toasty and that's wrong. This is a fried cheese. This is a fried cheese sandwich. Yeah, it's not is... it's not toasted and it's not grilled. No,
1: it's fried in a pan, but they call it a grilled cheese sandwich. And yeah,
0: yeah, um, I can't actually sit in front of it m- much longer without <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. ha- having mm-hmm. a bit more f- yeah. flipping neck. I haven't even gotten into it. Now, what cheeses did you put in yours, may inquire? Wow. Oh, can you hear the crunch? We need, Let's just take a second mm-hmm. to have a minute with this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. I oh know. Oh, my
1: God. I know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have words. What is mm-hmm. happening right now is there is buttery toasted I don't know what kind of toast you have I used a sourdough I'm a sourdough mm. girl myself I've got three cheeses I've got I can never say it right emmental em emmental em, 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 em. emmental. mm-hmm I went with a um apple smoked cheddar oh, that's
0: a as nice well shout. as another mature cheese cheddar oh, so I've got that's such a good shout so I went bread wise The lady, you gave me a YouTube video, which I think I'm going to have to put a link with with this podcast because the woman is really fun, isn't she? Natasha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Natasha. And she has a script and she sticks to that fucking script. (laughs) (laughs) And her heart, I don't know if her heart is in this. Maybe it was a 50th, 60th recipe she'd done that day. She definitely didn't want to eat it all. (laughs) but she kept she kept eating yeah yeah really intense i loved it but she used a bread called texas bread never heard of it but she said what was great about it it looked a bit orange in her video Mm -hmm. um but she said um what was good about it was it was thick so i've got warburton's extra thick white yeah i love sourdough in normal life but actually for this i felt like, no, I'm going to go as close to the brief, which, yeah. as Natasha was saying. And
1: that is essentially Texas toast. Right. Texas toast, because you know the thing is, in Texas, it's just if it's bigger, it's better. That's the whole thing. So okay. Texas toast is just a fatter
0: piece of bread. Okay, great. That's great. it. <laughs> <laughs> i love uh-huh. to hear it. And then she said, soften butter. I didn't need to. I keep my butter in a butter thing. And that's perfect. This time of year, it was softened mm. by nature. Mm. Um, mm. And then um, cheese-wise, same as you, Emmental. Then I went gouda, gouda. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And some cheddar. What I, what I was, what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you want? What I want of light. Mm-hmm. What I of light. Yeah. Um, is an orange cheese just for aesthetics. What a prick. But yeah. what I love about this is I've used snazzy butter that was like one of those like West Country butter with chunky crystals of salt in, and the whole thing is so salty now. <laughs> Into it. ah, oh. Yeah. And because you said and she said that it's traditionally served with the tomato soup. I've done that as well. I did made you a tomato make... soup. Oh you're <clears throat> so good, you guys. And made I'm dipping your... it in. What I loved about Natasha's video is Natasha also showed us how to dunk a sandwich in <laughs> some soup and I did yeah? like that. Just in case we were like, I mean, do I go up then down or down then up? You after? never know. I, yeah. I put it right mm-hmm. in? Do I just skim the roof? Mm, okay mm-hmm, mm, yeah, this is the best lunch I've had in a really long time.
1: Cheese bread and butter you can't really mm. go wrong. It's kind of like oh, you um, know, do you yeah. have a
0: um do you do do you really make it with tomato soup or is that like a step too far, and why would you do no. that so
1: in a lot process? of people like it with a soup. I mm-hmm. usually would have a grilled cheese with a soup, mm hmm um, I've tried it with other soups, I mean, I've had you know your chicken noodles, your okay your, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've had other soups. But there's just something about the tomato-y taste mm. with the cheese mm. that it just
0: is like, you know what I mean? It gives it that kick. It gives it a delicious... There's a freshness to the tomatoes. I feel like it's acid with fat. Acid with yeah. fat is fucking delicious, right? Like yeah. acid add umami mm-hmm. is working. Yeah. Um, my tomato soup's like a cheat tomato soup. It's an Anna Jones recipe. It's tomato, miso, and sesame. It takes 15 minutes. It's like chopped tomatoes, spring onions, a tin of tomatoes, boiling a tin. You refill the tin with boiling water, a couple of tablespoons of miso. And then, if you can be asked, you can make this like tahini and miso thing to stir into it with some sesame seeds. But the whole thing takes like 20 minutes. Oh my God, that sounds and it's amazing! It's a good cheat thing.
1: I I cheated in that. I just went with like. What are they called? Ball? Ball soups? B-O-L mm. or whatever? It's just, it was literally tomato and, and, uh, and uh, red pepper. And I was like, there we go. Wallet. I'm inspired when people make soups. You inspire me. Because I've always been a soup lover. Mm. I love a soup. And I like a wild soup. The crazier a mm. soup is, the more I'm like, get it in me. Oh. The best soup I've ever had, prepare yourself. Okay, is, I'm here for it.
0: Okay, a dill pickle soup. I would try that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't promise if I'd like it.
1: You, uh, uh, look, if you like pickles, you would mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's a very, a lot of Polish soups are pickle-based. Okay. So there's a lot of, like, cream of pickle. And it's a lot mm. of, like, cream of, it's pickle, it's a little bit of chopped up potato, but the best dill pickle soup. Because in Canada, North America, we have dill pickle. Not mm. just garlic pickle, we have dill pickles. Okay. Which are a whole different taste. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, chopped up really fine pickle. Mm. Go with me here. A little bit of ground beef, some onion, and then I don't know what the other seasonings they were. The, but it was like a brothy. Mm. Oh my god! It was. I, I still think about that soup to this day.
0: Fuck on. So was it like a clear soup, like a yes. really thick, like a oh, like a broth? Like a broth. With broth. Bits. I yes. love those kind of soups. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, What a funny combination of flavours. I had no idea about dill pickle being a North American thing. Yeah. I know I am a quarter Austrian and they love a clear brothy soup, but it's very much like a twist on the chicken. It's all like... It will be like a chicken. There will be a chicken that's yeah. in a pot for a few days. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the skeleton. <laughs> that's not what they call it, is it? Carcass? Carcass. Carcass. <laughs> yeah, skeleton. Ooh, the ghost of a chicken. <laughs> a broth, of chicken broth.
1: I am now always going to call chicken soup a go- ghost. ghost chicken soup. It's ghost soup. It is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's part of owning our carnivory, isn't it? (laughs) It's referring to the soul, the departed soul Mm -hmm. of everything we've eaten. Yeah, but then there'd be like very thin noodles in it or they'd do a thing where... So you'd have like ground up tiny little bits and bobs, but it'd be chives rather than dill and it'd be very salty, which I love. And then sometimes you'd have very skinny noodles, but sometimes you'd have these like little suety dumpling things, but they're not like big round guys. Like you get in stews, they're like little... Quinnels of like something mm. more like polenta or something or instead they'd make very 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 thin pancakes and cut them into tiny tiny strips so like shredded pancake in there how fits oh that in a broth god yeah just to throw some wild soups your way
1: I mean that is amazing. Yeah. If anyone listening has that exact recipe and how to exactly make it, please let me know. Mm-hmm. In fact, I encourage any any of your listeners if you've got wild soups, find me, find me somewhere on social mm. medias, and send me some soup recipes. The wilder the soup, the more I want to try it. Yeah.
0: Also, yeah. they feel like summery soups. These don't feel like. I think soups get a lot of the time in my house as well. If I'm honest, resigned to. Um, autumn and winter foods there's mm-hmm. such a good way of shifting a load of roots veg out of a cupboard drawer do you know what i mean like i <laughs> i don't think of apart from this actually this tomato soup i don't think of suits as being like that summery adventure mm. Mm. Fuck it, how yum! i yum. just spilt a bit of soup on me guys <sighs> but no one can see it but i'm still telling you oh, also can i have to say my favorite a couple of days before recording this, um, uh, <laughs> Alison texted me to say, just just to make sure you do this exactly right, as soon as the grilled cheese has come off the pan, you've got to bite it then, you've got to bite it then. You can't wait yeah. till we're recording. Yeah. And you know what? You're spot on with that because it does check. You've still got that nice crunch. We've made mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. sound for the podcast, yeah. but I, the bite I had straight away was the crunchiest bite. Yeah. It was It was. Dangerously hot, I'm gonna say. The stakes sure. are high. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I live for a I live on the I'm a never not a woman on the edge of a burnt mouth. I should have been like, be careful, but I just <laughs> wanted you to have the gooey cheesiness of it, yeah. right? Like Because it's gone it goes quite solid straight away and I sort of yeah. like that a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um oh Then you're God. in the secondary stage of the sandwich. Yeah. Right? So
1: there's introductory stage. Okay. Now we're in secondary stage, mm-hmm. where it's still like... But now you're like, now I'm eating a block of cheese and bread. Yeah. Whereas initially you're like, ooh, the gooiness. Now you're like, oh, okay, now, mm-hmm. now it's straight up is... Yeah. I'm eating three
0: pieces Rob, of cheese and bread. Rocks <laughs> in fried bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. Wallop. Um, yeah, well... Thank you for introducing me to God. I've always been in awe of people who had a faith. And um, I think I've looked at the world and thought, you know, what will it be? Will God be a mm-hmm. woman? Will God be a mist? Will I be able to know when I've met God? And it turns out, you let me tell you, you know when you've met God mm-hmm. all along.
1: <laughs>
0: it's God's, in front of you God's been on a plate. God's been a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> mm. The other thing, if I'm honest, that I'd have done left to my own devices, lots of things. One, wouldn't have cooked it for long enough. Mm -hmm. I loved how specific she was about the seven minutes, three and a half each side, job done. Two, I'd have fucked it up by adding some shit in there. My instinct would be to stick a pickle or, and I am into pickles, by the way, tell you how into pickles I am. Instagram never does, every day I get an advert on my Instagram for a t-shirt that says pickle slut. (laughs)
1: You know the thing is, though, Jess. I don't want you. Now that you've been introduced to the world Mm. of grilled cheese, I don't want you to stray away from your instincts and your desires Mm. to experiment. Mm -hmm. Because a lovely addition, if you like ham, a grilled cheese Mm -hmm. and a ham sandwich. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh, put the ham in between the cheese though, because you still need the cheese to stick to the bread. So the ham has to go in the middle. Onion. My my fellow loves Mm. a little onion in there because he loves onion. So cheesy onion taste is. You sticking that in raw? Just I, onion. Have. Nice, I have, I have nice. You can grill it. You can like do a whole caramelized thing if you want. Ooh, but like, okay. uh, sometimes I'm just lazy, so I'll throw in just some onion. Mm. But he eats raw onion like an animal. He loves okay. it. He'll like. Hurr. I'm like, there's something going on with you. Um, yeah, you are. You don't know how to feel pain. You're putting yourself through something. But so he'll just eat straight onion. So onion is in there. I liked your idea. putting a pickle in there. Yeah,
0: get a little pickle in there. Oh, my God, what a great idea, Jess. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking of a classic Branston's pickle.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you even a little Branston relish. Oh, yeah. Might rock some people's world, a thin little layer in there with yeah. the cheese.
0: They've brought huh? out a Branston's pickle that's um, tiny chunks, extra tiny chunks. And I do like that because you get more pickle to your, <laughs> per smear. You get more actual... Because the chunks. I shouldn't say smear on an eating podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but please do go and have your smear. Okay. <laughs> I'm recording. What? It's um, Cervical Health Awareness Week. So please do go for your smear. Do anyway. go for your smear. Um, <laughs> back to the stress but eating. Mm -mm. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for introducing me to this special food, which I've never in my life knowingly eaten in the right way. I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now that I could bring this to you. Does this meal have any particular significance for you other than one of your favourite lunches? Look, this is a
1: very... If I wasn't
0: feeling well, this Mm -hmm. would be a very common thing. My mum would Mm.
1: make me a grilled cheese and tomato soup. So it was kind of like... You know, if I'm not feeling totally 100 percent, if I had a cold, if I was staying home from school, it was a lot of that. I would eat a grilled cheese or the grilled cheese sandwich tomato soup and I would watch the movie Heathers. Oh, Um, yes. Amazing. That that was my if I was like preteen teenager. And even still to this day, if I'm not feeling great, I will do this routine for myself. Uh, Even my dad, who is not a very like. Look, he's a Mancunian man. Emotions are distant from him. He doesn't, you know. But he knew if I was sick, his job was to go to the video store and find that movie Heathers and bring it back for me. So mom would make that and then dad would go get Heathers and they'd be like, now go to the basement and live your sick life. Because that's that's what I did as a teen. We had a fully formed basements. Like in North America, our basements are like a secondary house. So Amazing. I kind of had my whole basement to myself. That was my space. So that's what I would I would do. So to me, this is a real like... Yeah. T- my healing time, whether oh, it was emotional nothing. or physical or whatever, this this is my meal because I feel I feel a little bit of guilt. I won't lie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I battle with, you know, uh, you know, food stuff and eating. And yep. and to me, just like throwing down a couple of pieces of <laughs> carbohydrate, cover it in butter and eating cheese yep. goes against every sort of health thing that I've mm-hmm. ever tried to like healthily incorporate into my life. Yeah, yeah. So to me, this is like <clears throat> it really is a. Treat right it's something that is like you need to be like you're doing this for you because you you
0: need it yeah self-care
1: yeah 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 exactly so feeding the
0: soul if you will in a way that yeah in the best possible sense you have to fuck off all other types of like i don't know regard for consequences yeah (laughs) but equally it's not like oh i don't know it's not like having 19 donuts on the bounce for lunch. No, There's, like, no. you've cut, like, with the soup, you've covered every food group. You've just had, like, a deeply nutritious feast right yeah something filling and full of nutrition absolutely it's absolutely. um but it's hard to always think of it like that a hundred percent i hear you um or oh, i mean i don't know whether to wait to get into that juicy shit you know it's my favorite love talking about people's <laughs> relationships with eating and i know you're up for it because uh-huh. we've spoken about it in advance but um no, tell them the desperate message that I sent you after you did
1: WTV. This poor girl. Alison's brilliant podcast. Never had anyone harass her so much. But, you know, true. we talked and I loved and I immediately went and listened to Hoovering. And I was like, <gasps> Uh and I was like, I'll try not to read all my diary entries on the uh, podcast. But like, you know, the things mm. that you talk about on this, this is this is what is my... Yeah, it speaks to my soul. It speaks right. to my soul, all that stuff. So I I was, I sent her this message like, I, I have two different types of therapy and I, my relationship with my body and I, it's just food is this thing and like no pressure, but like I would just really love to be able to speak with you about, like it was
0: yeah, a little I desperate. I loved it. I, I was really thirsty.
1: I was thirsty to be on this <laughs> podcast. <so. laughs>
0: well, but also you were like, right, what should I read? And I love it when I get that question because I've got quite a quick go, like the... This- Things pop into my head all the time. People are writing new, fantastic, amazing, increasingly more succinct, accessible, brilliant stuff. And I think maybe the conversation started because I shouted online about sort of having fallen back in love all over again with a brilliant, brilliant American podcast called Maintenance Phase, oh. um, which is, you know, a game changer. And like one of those mm. podcasts, they take the time to do lots of. Like incredible research into the stuff, don't they? They like yeah. they pick a thing that was a diet fad, so everything from Weight Watchers through to like right now Ozempic will have its episode, where they will go deep, like a beautiful deep journalistic deep deep dive. They're both yeah. journalists, writers, and statisticians. So unlike this clown, <laughs> where I just <laughs> where, I, <laughs> where I um, where I just talk to people about their own stories. And our feelings. <laughs> um, they're sort of, you know, me- meeting the diet industry face to face with science and, yes, in a way and- that I live in awe of. Takedowns and clapbacks and all the things. Been very honest uh, over the years on this podcast, but my history with. Disordered eating, I'd call like a a, a lifetime on a cycle of diets disordered eating. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. How
1: many food journals have you kept? I I have every, I mean, what do you want to count in? Do you want to count in calories? Do you want to count in sins? Do you oh. want to macro, micro? What do you want Ugh. to do? I still track, like I know it's probably an addiction, but I still, yeah. I I do still track food. And I'm really trying to work on it because, you know, I I speak to a woman about like, you know my relationship with food and yeah. and they say if you are um if you have any sort of eating things especially if you're a binge eater a bit of an overeater which I yeah. tend to that's my that's my jam me everyone too. that's my jam mm. uh that tracking food is actually really bad for you mm. but I, it's so inherent in me mm. because i mean i've been doing it since i was 12 years old that i don't even know how to not have something go in my mind and be like just know, you know, like, I'll be like, yeah, small McDonald's fries, that's 230 calories. Hey, ah. You know, like, uh, I just kind of know, yeah. I know the fiber count. There. I know that, yeah, Wow. Uh, no one should be in that frame of mind. So that's mm. where I'm like, oh, my God, Allison, like, you have been tracking for a long time. You well, know? it
0: consumes it's- an enormous, I mean, everyone should do whatever they want with their body, including yeah. if they want to track, if they want to... Chart there, macros, micros, fibre, whatever. Go for your life. And the current thing I found myself being pulled back down that hole with was or has been gut health. That's like the latest thing. Oh and yeah. And I think the thing that's coming for us all next will be our uh spikes, like blood sugar spikes. Insulins, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, people are because that's what Ozempec is, mm-hmm. is messing with your insulin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's fucking dark, that shit. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I hear you. And, and, and 12 is young to start. Yeah. I think I, I was on a very similar age. I think about 10 or 11. Um, but also I have like a really big therapist sweat dream moment at that age. Basically, my parents broke up then. Yeah. And I stopped eating for about a year. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and... and then started eating again, but then never lost until recent years. That like, well, you never lose that knowledge of how many calories are in every single thing. But I don't, I don't know that I went to. St- I never because of the era. It was just calories and actually fat, weirdly, which everybody loves again now. It was pre anti carb. It was pre anti sugar times. It was pre how much fibre you're getting. It was pre those things. So it was yeah. just calories fat. It was the time of the low-fat spray. Low-fat everything.
1: Oh. Low-fat, which is the worst thing now <laughs> oh When we God. now that we've learned. It's like, yeah, you just filled yourself up with more carbs and sugar is what you did there when you were low-fatting things. A hundred percent. And also just
0: <laughs> what, what food that announces itself as healthy when you think by this, yes, but by what, by, by what st- standard and for who? For me, and I can only speak to my own experience, I go mad down that road. The food diary thing. Even the therapist that began dragging me out of a life on diets and into the light, genuinely, I would say, in terms of finding intuitive eating and just being able to live in a world where I give not none, but comparatively hardly any fucks about what I eat in terms of the effect it will have on my weight that even that therapist to start with, because I too would binge, um, wanted me to keep a food diary. And it... It it just made me mad. I don't know, that's probably not the, (laughs) the correct way to say it anymore. Even she said keep a food diary. And the food diary felt as much of a head fuck to me as starting a diet, which always started with a bit of adrenaline. And then actually sort of the hunger and restriction would make me really depressed
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) just really Mm -hmm.
0: sad and then obsessed like obsessed with food everywhere I looked I saw what I could be eating in that place like I, I, I felt like um I remember during keeping that diary having, and and at the time I was also trying to keep track of what emotions made me want to eat when I wasn't physically hungry, which also I now think that's again, not that useful a task because I can't always tell when I'm physically hungry. Sometimes if I'm busy and I don't think to eat, you go to eat and you're like, (gasps) Oh, I'm starving. Ah, 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 ah. But I hadn't noticed it. I don't know if you can tell the difference between a fucking physical hunger and an emotional hunger or whatever. But anyway, I was trying to track all these emotions. I remember I had a horrible gig, Leicester. Christmas time, yucky. That gig was horrid. And um, I came out of it and I knew that the post-gig adrenaline is a time where if I'm on my own, that's a danger time. Like, I want to eat tons because I want to crush my feelings down to none. Uh And I knew it wasn't hunger, etc. I also it could substitute that for three big drinks of booze. Like, there are lots of things to numb your emotions, but it's too much emotions. And I was sort of walking them out through the town, back to the hotel I was staying in. And I felt like 24-hour supermarket, kebab shop, pizza place, fried chicken place. Like, I just... I didn't particularly even want any of the things, but I was just like, ah! I felt like all of them were going, come in here! Uh-huh. Come in here! And it was like, ah! Yeah. And actually... That was when I was like, I need to stop keeping the fucking food diary. This is insane. Because you're like, I'm thinking too much. Yeah, and I was like, and ultimately, if I do just want to, like, smash a bag of chips and not feel these feelings anymore, so fucking what? Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it because I was I don't want to have to write it on the thing for the lady. I don't want the lady to see my midnight chips. (laughs) I don't want to have to explain to her I was on a bill with four old white straight men doing horrible jokes about how much they hate their wives.
1: And then they gave me notes afterwards about things I could do to like, you know, if you did this and this, you know, I just was thinking, oh, thank you. That's so great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I always think a a bit of a food, I don't want to say food addiction because we all need to eat, but it is a little bit. If you are addicted to drugs, if you are addicted to alcohol, you at least have to be of an age, find it, find someone to get it for you, Mm. Uh, go to a place during certain hours food is everywhere all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just stop eating. Yeah. You know, that's a part of the, the problem that you might be dealing with. That might be the spectrum of the side of the food issue that you're at. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't stop. You have to eat to, to live. So it's it's a real, yeah,
0: it's it's interesting. It's a- so from 12, you all started. So do you think mm-hmm. that was like a puberty thing? Is that like, do you know where it came from, that the beginning of... And you know, a time-consuming obsession with that stuff with weight loss. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it started even earlier. I think, like you said, it's it's that p- becoming a teenager is when it started to. But I had been uh, look, I've been a chubby kid all my life from grade two, all my primary. I was I was the fat kid, so yeah. I was constantly bullied, constantly picked on, constantly like beaten up. Like I was. So in my mind, that was my identity. So it wasn't until about grade six... Uh, you know, junior high, where I was like, okay, I'm going to get a grip on this. Like, so you start to become, you try to become a girl. Mm. And that's that's when it all really came to head. When I was a child, I was just sad about it. When I became preteen teen, I was like, I'm going to do something about it, which never, you know what I mean? Then the battle just begins where you're like, I hate myself. I love it. And mm. it's all about how you look. It's all about what people say to you. So it's like, so for me, it had been there for a long time. And it was at that age that I was like, well, now I got it because I wanted boys to like me. I wanted yeah. boys to like me. And, and boys don't like the fat girl, right? Boys are taught. And I still believe this to this day. That's why If I wish I was a, a bigger kid now. I wish I was a chubby kid now because it's a whole different world. People are taught you are allowed to like or be attracted to whatever yeah. you want. When I was growing up, it was like, no, boys like skinny blondes. And don't mm-hmm. you forget that. Like, <laughs> oh, don't you forget God, that. so
0: specific.
1: Skinny blonde, yeah. The hockey players all wanted, we used to call them uh, puck bunnies, puck bunnies. That's who the hockey players wanted to date. (laughs) skinny blondes, puck bunnies. And so to be desirable to boys, which when you're becoming that teenager, those hormones, that's very important. It is an overwhelming desire to want boys to like you. That Mm -hmm. is when I think it started to like really, yeah, get in me and and play a a real, (laughs) play a real
0: number on me, if you will. Oh, that's brutal, isn't it?
1: But yeah if,
0: yeah I uh, I want to end on a positive thing like yeah I think the fact that you were even asking me about this podcast and things to read means that things are hopefully looking up yeah. or at least there's an intention to like move away from a life consumed ah oh, by those yeah. ideals it's yeah. all we can ask isn't it is that we can reframe and seek help and talk to people we're very lucky if we've got either time and resources to have therapy buy the books read the books do you know what I mean yeah and thank god anyone listening to this who thinks oh i want to pull myself out of a lifetime trying to obsessively trying to lose weight and just be happy now which you can absolutely anyone listening to this can be happy right now if you want in the body you're in right now the body yeah. you're in right now is actually splendid um you don't need to spend a load of money on that because uh, well there's this podcast obviously and um and maintenance phase which is free podcasts are free there's some great podcasts out there Hello, it's me. I'm interrupting this brilliant episode with Alison June Smith to talk through some of your brilliant listener answers to my listener questions. The question that we're going through some of my favourite answers for today, and thank you so much if you sent any of them in. They've all been really fun. I've loved finding out the sorts of things you eat on your birthdays or you've eaten on anyone's birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you if you've been sending stuff in. If you don't know what I'm on about, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, at The Hoovering, pod every now and again i will ask a question and i'm here for it i am here for your answers and the absolute best of the best make it onto the podcast and that's the bit that's happening now these were the first responders that made it to the top of my list when it came to interesting things you have had for your birthday the the first person to reply and they replied instantly phil kill kelly I think that's their name, that's their Instagram handle anyway, told us it was her husband's 45th birthday the next day. I went to all the fancy independent shops to get, right, ready for this, ribeye steaks, Malbec, tequila for margs, and prawns the size of a medium-sized cat to be drenched in garlic butter. All for the barbecue tomorrow. Fuck me, I nearly came. That is, that sounds so good. I want to be a 45-year-old husband. Uh, I don't actually... I I took it too far. But um, I want to have this experience in the mouth that he had that day. What a bloody delicious-sounding feast that flipping is. I love it. Next, we've got... Helen, who has sent us insight. I suppose it's food. I suppose it's eating. It's technically eating. I sp- actually, anything you put in your mouth and swallow is eating. So here's her brilliant birthday eating story. We were en route to my 18th birthday dinner. Okay. With my parents, when my boyfriend pulled out some acid in the back seat of the car, which rather rashly me, my sister and said boyfriend then ate. It's an eating story, Right. My dad's stories over dinner were never so funny. There was a blue fly in the toilets and it was memorable. And the eye of the dragon on the wall was quite distracting. I think the Chinese food was good. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, right. Here comes one that has come in to the WhatsApp from Alex. And this one comes with a picture. Right. Okay, Alex says, birthday food stories. Mine's from just a couple of weekends ago. It was my 42nd birthday. It had been a shit year. I'm going through cancer treatment. My beloved pet had just died. The people I'd had in my business had completely fucked it while I was having cancer surgery and it was a messy firing. So I had a small birthday barbecue at my place and I thought I'd make an appropriate cake. Here's a video. Oh, she sent the video. I'm going to play you the video even though you'll only hear the audio, but I need to tell you what I can see. This isn't any cake. This is a cake that's taken up the entire inside of her fridge. And it genuinely... Well, it's doing two things at the same time, which is so impressive. It genuinely looks like shit. She's made a massive cake. It's too big to look like a human shit. It looks like a sort of elephant size shit. It's an enormous great big brown, scoopy, sloopy dollop. It looks like an actual massive great big elephant shit. But simultaneously also looks so delicious. It's just the biggest chocolate cake I've ever seen. It just happens to be shaped like a poo emoji, an enormous one. Off, oh, let's hear the video. Right, so the theory is, it's a bit of a shit time. So why don't we do a shit cake? <laughs> and I've put a bit of glitter on, because you can't polish a turd. Or can you? There we go. It's my poo cake. Alex goes on to say, I put glitter on it and a cherry on top. But I did stop short of putting sweet corn on it, like my best mate suggested. (laughs) Worth noting, it tasted fucking delicious, and I ate the leftovers for breakfast for several days afterwards. No regrets. Well, Alex, I'm sorry for what a shocking year you have had, but you have more than made up for it with that mighty cake. I couldn't have dreamed for a, a more brilliant punchy on the nose glorious answer to the question tell me your birthday eating stories thank you so much alex and anyone else who sent us a birthday eating story they're all brilliant you're flipping bonkers you lot and i love to see it right let's get back into this episode with Alison. tell me about a time when you ate something even though you had absolutely no idea what it was
1: I once ate a Okay, I ate What would it be? It would have been a fried So in Mexico they make fried grasshoppers uh, With like lemon and lime Yeah, uh, and so my friend was like Oh, I just got back from Mexico Do you want to try this? They're they're kind of like a chip Like a crisp mm. And I was like, oh, and so I didn't really look I should probably look before I put things in my mouth And I was like, yeah, yeah And I put it in and I bit it and I was like, oh, it's real crunchy It's real salty and they're like, it's a fried grasshopper I was like <laughs> So I ate an insect one time and didn't know it. So there that's we go. Fun, yeah. Full of protein. Full of protein. Yeah. yeah. And I probably I would have enjoyed it. I would have been like, oh, this is great. But when they said it is grasshopper, I was like, oh, mm. I used to catch these as children. Like,
0: this is, <laughs> this is weird to me now. Yeah. But yes, that would be my one. I love it. Um, do you believe there's anything that demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? Do you have, like, a way that you eat your... Whatever. I want detail. I want like filth. I want erotic detail.
1: Okay. So some crisps, but particularly Doritos. I like mm. the tangy cheese. And what I do mm. is when I first open up the bag, I kind of peruse the bag and I look for the, the most covered in the cheese dust. Uh, and I'll take the most covered in the cheese dust. And then what I like to do is just bite a little bit off and suck the cheese off of it. Yeah. Then eat the, che- the the rest of the cheese and then do that for it and then sometimes if I get one that has a lot of stuff I'll just like kind of lick I just like to lick that that powdery cheese yeah. substance off
0: that the one is... that's like okra the one that's like the deepest yes. terracotta yeah 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 with cheese with Dorito dust uh-huh. the one that looks like a kind of Peruvian sunset
1: mm. yeah,
0: yeah that's exactly it yeah, yeah. Those, those are the ones <laughs> like the sun rising on the day that Jesus came back that one oh, it's so good yeah, that's yeah, the, the one. cheesiest one. That is a great idea.
1: Savor it. Savor it. Then you're savoring each each crisp.
0: I, yeah, I just, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to think about. <laughs> do you know what it's made me want? Do you know what I learned way too recently? Is mm. that Pringles, automatically you want, maybe this will change your life, but you might already know it, if you're someone who enjoys the stronger side of a crisp. Yeah. Um, You know, they're like, they've got like a a domed shape. Yeah, they're like a saddle. It's like a saddle. Yeah. In your, you know, all logic says put it in with the shape of the top of your mouth. So you put it in kind of hollowed side down. Yeah. That's the weaker side. And if you go against logic and turn it upside down and put it in like an upturned boat, so you're going to have to use like more of your mouth to get it in, you've got the you've got the powerful flavor you've got the flavorful side tongue down on your tongue there i will never forget that okay oh, but i wish they did i wish if anyone's listening from those companies there would be a pringles and tangy cheese dorito collab because that oh. would bring me deep joy i mean
1: guys if you're out there if you're listening
0: Stupid not to get together, really. We've all been waiting to see that's the will they won't they at the end of the series that we've all been hanging on hoping happens. Uh, how do you feel about sharing food? Really,
1: I will share food if they have some food that I want. Okay. <laughs> So it's more of a trade than a – like it's – I'll be like, yes. Um, I think one of the things that I – it's so funny. My boyfriend Danny, I've never had to ask him. I've never – if he eats something, he'll like take a few bites and then look at me and be like, do you want to try? And I – it was like our first date where he offered me some of what he was eating. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this one could be it. Like because (laughs) – Immediately he was like, "I didn't have to ask." He was like, "Do you want to try my food?" And I was like, "Yes." Do you was want it- to try mine? And he was like, "Yes." And it was like this, yeah. And we it has been nine years. You found the
0: one—the first time you ever had a relationship with anyone who wasn't an only child. <laughs> 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 that's incredible real
1: simple everyone he yeah. offered me his food and uh yeah. I've, I've not out nine years later i'm still here eating his food
0: oh, i love it that is yes. actually really sweet and romantic thing to find and love in isn't it funny those things that you clock really early on and when you think mm-hmm. yeah that's good yep mm-hmm. i like that we're on a packed train from gatwick to london bridge and then um, my mrs steph spotted almost a carriage up that there was like a couple with a little baby that had ended up not sitting together she was like hey let's give them us and i was like you gonna get kissed you are that's a fit thing to have noticed that someone miles away up there needed a seat (sighs) sexy bastard i love that stuff yeah yeah um are there any foods that you once hated that now you love Mm, that's a very good question Okay, uh, I think the first time,
1: yeah, it took me a minute. I think the first time I ever had tapioca pudding.
0: Oh, t- t- is that the same thing that they make the balls um out of at the bottom of bubble tea?
1: Uh, it's similar, yes, oh. yeah. It's, uh, bubble tea is a larger consistency. It's a bit more like right. catapults being fired into the back of your... <sighs> but tapioca, yeah, it's a bit smaller, almost like a rice pudding, Might some oh, okay. people might even say too. And the first time I had it, I was like... I'm more of a savory girl than a sweet girl as well. So I was Me like, nah, I don't really love desserts. But now, if if I've had, like I had one when I went back to Canada recently, my friend made homemade tapioca pudding. Who knew? I, I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my palate has
0: changed over time.
1: So there we go. Tapioca pudding.
0: I also am a s- saltier rather than a sweet person. But do you have any sweet things? That you have like on your list, other than now, tapioca pudding. That you yeah. think, yeah, I do want that because I have moments. I generally would like m- like starters on my pudding, and I would rather have another starter or cheese board than a pudding.
1: Always and- a cheese board. Always a cheese board. Sorry to jump in there. Go no, on. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Really
0: like that. Oh, yeah. it's
1: like another meal after the yeah. meal. <laughs> yes. 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 <sighs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking glorious. Yeah. Um, I. Um, but every now and again, I will specifically crave chocolate. And that's yeah. quite off, that's quite hormonally linked, I think. About two days pre-period, I'm like... Mm. I'm like on a con- like sort of a mindless conveyor belt towards... I mean, I'd love them to sponsor me one day, but minstrels, often it's minstrels. I oh, want a Ooh, galaxy minstrel. That's yeah. been the last or six months, once a month. Yeah. yeah. can myself down that aisle. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, and even though I don't care about puddings, I do struggle to say no to an ice cream in the summer. I love an ice cream. Yeah. What's your favourite ice cream? What what is your... I had the best ice cream I've ever had in San Sebastian, and it was one scoop of amaretto, and this one's going to cause waves. One scoop of coffee flavour ice cream. I love coffee flavour ice cream.
1: But amaretto and coffee are two things that, I mean, uh, to me that would be Mm. a beautiful combination.
0: You know, I'd have to be paid to eat a fruit-flavored ice cream. I'm not into them. Yes, yeah, strawberry can go fuck itself. Yeah,
1: uh, it's right. That. Fuck yeah. that. Although I'm weird, I like a vanilla. I know it's weird.
0: No, I get it. That's very I, chefy of you. You know, oh, that's very chefy
1: of you. I love a vanilla. A straight-up vanilla to me. I judge a vanilla by the vanilla. You're like, oh, this mm. is buttery. This is yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, uh, okay, so as far as sweets... Re- okay, one that has really knocked my socks off, and I have to stop myself every time. Whenever Danny goes to the shop, he's like, do you want me to grab anything? And I'm like, no. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, no. 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 <laughs> it's like a question. Is no. he no? Read my the mind. The answer is yes, but the word is no. Uh, I had it for the first time. Uh, like maybe three months ago. What do they call it? A, a Viennese whirl? The biscuit, a Viennese whirl,
0: which is. Oh, like a shortbread, but in a swirly formation. Yeah,
1: yeah. And inside yeah. Is, is cream and, uh, and a oh. bit of strawberry. So it's like a. Yeah. Um, oh, why am I blanking on it? Jammy a cake? Dodger? Kind of like a jammy dodger, but a fancier jammy yeah. dodger. And it almost tastes like a. Why am I forgetting the type of cake I'm thinking of? a Victoria cake. Sponge. That's it. It tastes like a Victoria Sponge. Oh, my God. I couldn't. And it's like three cookies in one. And so, I mean, I was like, of course, this is the goddamn cookie I've fallen in love with. It's a biscuit that's three biscuits in one. No matter. No wonder it's the best biscuit I've ever tasted. But they are mind blowing. So I Mm. have to really. But yeah, I would. I mean, yes. Anytime. Those are so good.
0: Quick fire questions. Tell me about food that you won as a prize or were given as a gift.
1: Uh, I won a pot of gold chocolate tray. So yeah, yeah. So I won. It was in elementary and I believe I did a crossword correctly. I don't win things all that often. I don't know why because I'm not good at spelling either. So the fact that I won chocolates from doing a crossword, really exciting. And it was delicious. And I was proud of myself. Yeah. Get in.
0: (laughs) Um, pineapple on pizza or, oh, do fuck off. Do fuck off. Do fuck off. Egg on pizza, or please fuck off now. I've never
1: even heard of that, and I don't want to hear of it again. Best thing you've ever had on a pizza? Go. Uh, <sighs> Bacon.
0: Mm, yummy. Okay, spiciest thing you've ever eaten?
1: Too much. Uh, when I go to have Vietnamese, too much of their, their chili sauce. Too much of
0: the chili sauce is Yeah, is, is lit my It's head just chili seeds, isn't it? It's, yeah. chi- it's just... It's just chili seeds and oil, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah,
1: the oil yeah. spicy. It doesn't help. The oil gets in you and it's, yeah. Love
0: yeah. it. Um, worst thing you've ever found in something that you were eating? Glass. Oh, no. I did. <laughs> oh, a little no. shard of
1: glass and a pre-prepared meal, everyone. All I'm saying is those those companies don't always do it right. Be careful. Don't trust it. Yeah. over what you have in. Mm, okay hangover I will probably have soup a yeah. soup of some sort because that she goes she loves in soup, easy. A wild soup yeah a nice soup and some toast soup and toast those mm. are the things if I'm really like bleh, yeah soup and toast
0: uh, no other option would you eat a person
1: like like for death like I'm going to die oh yeah i need a person
0: me <laughs> too I'd ask if they could um, deliver them to me in a grilled cheese. <laughs> 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 An anglerfish comes up from the bottom of the sea and curses us all with her life. Her ex-lover's corpses have to dangle from her undercarriage forever. She's got a big dangling willy thing out of her forehead with a torch on the end, which she can never turn off, but also needs because she lives in the pitch black dark. She's got, sorry to feminism for this, but the... absolutely horrible fucking horrible teeth um, like nasty nasty teeth right um, and when everyone's going round like that it's grim Alison it's spiky angry murderously grim people start dying from vanity um, proximity to ex-partner jealousy big teeth like a million awful knives that they cause accidents everywhere going round like that, accidentally <laughs> killing each other like that with them let alone once they realise there isn't room for us all at the bottom of the sea now that we're all angler and so we can't breathe etc etc it's disgusting unbody Posy apocalypse but luckily it's agreed to have never happened only if you and weirdly it does have to be you Alison, um go all the way up the zambezi river um but on a pedalo with no breaks and all the while reading out the periodic table um, with your mouth but also in sign language so <sighs> no one can get any snacks to you at all it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero you go down in history as the woman who saved us all from a really horrible angle of fishy death your award in reality is a history, is a place in history um a wikipedia page full of this awesomeness you've you're a deity it's the adulation of all people of all time you're in the moment though and you are flipping hungry after all that Nile action um it's the feast of your dreams I'm looking for joy here. You're the hungriest and happiest you can imagine ever being. But your answer right now, what are you eating, what are you drinking? I would start with uh, McDonald's fries. Yes. Okay,
1: McDonald's fries. I would I would probably go for a large because large to me is it's never it, the small is ridiculous. More, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go for a large McDonald's fries. Then my main would be um Vietnamese food, a boon. Mm. So uh, I like the pork. I like pork belly. Uh, I like it usually sliced really thin with like the noodles and the fish sauce. Uh, mm. I like mm. extra bean sprout as well. I like a lot of bean sprout mixed in there as well. So that would be the and main. Am I
0: just thinking I've got, just check. Is that yeah. like the baguette? basically no no
1: bowl it's a bowl bowl. oh like a a food. without mm. so it's got like the little skinny rice noodles the vermicelli noodles yeah 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 so it's not a soup it's not the faux it's a it's like a
0: rice noodle salad but with those thin thin sliced pork oh yeah yeah yeah, it's so fresh oh yum yeah full of all those lovely mint and coriander and fresh herbs and fresh cut some in peanuts I like some peanut oh, in there yeah.
1: for a texture yeah, I add a yeah. little bit of hoisting sauce not a lot though because I like it more fish saucy than the sweet saucy mm. so that would be the main and then the after would be a very large
0: uh, cheese board and cracker yeah uh, ensemble oh yeah 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 you got any, anything does there have to be anything particular to drink here or does it not bother you
1: I really this is where it goes a little off kilter guys yeah. I really enjoy a very cold, sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Yeah,
0: that I, is fine. It's I fine. love
1: sparkling yeah. water.
0: Hoovering Podcast. I mean, that took a turn. We all love sparkling water. Joke. I know it's hugely controversial, but I think that's the domain of the other eating podcast. But really, Alison, as your fantasy drink, we can only blame how thirsty we must have both been subconsciously after those mind-blowingly delicious grilled cheeses. Oh, they were so, so, so good. What a juicy, lovely, fun, joyful rollercoaster episode with the wonderful Alison June Smith. Please go and see her, do live comedy, do stand-up. She's so brilliant. And send her your wildest, most wild, wild, wild of wild soup recipes. She's asked for them. She is on Instagram, at Alison J, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-J. Listen to her podcasts, WTB, a.k.a. Women Talking Bollocks with Jen Brister and Maureen Younger. And she also co-hosts the absolutely brilliant Horror Motel podcast too. Listen to it all. I've been on WTB and it's pant-wettingly funny. Get on it. In terms of my shit, just keep your eyes peeled from a new 2024 tour show. Date's coming out any day now, please us on social media at the hoovering pod i'm on at jessica foster send us voice notes pictures whatsapps to 07462855271. email us the hoovering pod at gmail.com i'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fostercue. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy Hoovering. Hoovering Podcast.
2: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.